0: Well, today is World Rabies Day. It also is the day that Canada closed its borders to commercial dogs, including ones being put up for sale or adoption from more than 100 countries, 100 countries to be exact, deemed to be at high risk for canine rabies. They're from all over the world. These are countries that many rescue animals come from, including uh, parts of Asia, parts of Africa, parts of Eastern Europe, South and Central America, and so forth. Uh, the move is met with fierce opposition from some animal rescuers and advocates, but the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association says it's necessary to protect people and dogs from a deadly disease. Now, the CFIA says Canada currently has no active cases of dog rabies, which is caused by a different variant of the virus than the one that circulates in wildlife, such as raccoons and foxes. Uh, But uh, when asked why they were doing this, the CFIA, because we asked today, why exactly are you doing this? Um, They pointed us to their website, as agencies are wont to do. Um, Meantime, those who advocate for rescues say that um, the areas that are now being cut off means that lots of dogs are going to be sacrificed for this. Joining me now is Camille Labchuk. She's Executive Director of Animal Justice Canada. Thank you for your time. Good to be here, Ben. So today is the day, um, the impact then of this decision. It's finally come to be.
1: It's a really dark day for people in this country engaged in international dog rescue. And of course it's an even darker day for those dogs. These are you know, animals who are in countries without the same animal welfare infrastructure that Canada luckily has. Who are dodging traffic in the streets, trying to escape from war zones like Ukraine and Afghanistan, um, you know, or maybe sold into the dog meat trade in countries like China or Indonesia. And for them, the future is now very bleak.
0: I realize that a lot of this is quite, um, quite informal. I mean, there's all these groups out there that do these kinds of rescues. You've obviously been talking to them as well. What's been their reaction to all of this? Well,
1: initially when the ban was announced, the reaction was shock because the government didn't consult any of them on these measures. Um, There was no consultation involved with the dog rescue organizations or the broader animal advocacy community, which to me is pretty surprising because when the CFIA, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, when it produces a policy that affects, say, farmed animals and it has oversight over agriculture too, it consults for months or years. So, you know, for for them, it was really shocking that they were blindsided with this. And I think as the summer wore on and everyone knew this policy was coming into effect today, September 28th, um, the reaction was desperation and really a rush to get as many dogs out of those countries as possible before the ban came into effect.
0: Clearly, a lot of dogs will be left behind, though. I mean, just the, the way it is, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tragically, they will be. Um, Canada's really been a lifeline for dogs in other countries who don't have the same animal welfare resources or infrastructure that we do. And rescue organizations, you know, they're groups of volunteers and they're charities and they're folks who fundraise to pay for their efforts out of the goodness of their hearts because they think dogs deserve a better life and they want to unite loving Canadian families with these amazing animals. So, uh, you know, for, for them, it's just, it just feels like a really mean spirited and uh, very sad move.
0: Tell me about the just the the reasons behind it, though, because they are, you know, they are serious. Obviously, rabies is a concern, uh, although we don't have any defined cases in this country, but it is a concern. Um, Obviously, you recognize that.
1: Of course, of course. I mean, I, I applaud the CFA for wanting to take action to prevent the spread and entry into Canada of rabies. It's an incredibly important policy goal. Uh, no one, and especially not the dog rescue community, wants to see dogs sick from rabies dying or uh, humans contracted disease as well. But the issue is that there are policy measures that fall far short of a full-on ban that can accomplish this. There's simply no need to shut off the tap entirely. Uh, Canada at this point is the only Western nation that actually does ban international dog rescue in this way. Our biggest partners like the US, the UK, European Union member states, New Zealand, they have other measures like uh, ensuring a vaccine certificate exists, um, doing rabies antibody testing of the blood of dogs to make sure they've developed an immune response, and sometimes a period of quarantine. So there are other measures that Canada could employ too.
0: I know the U.S. had a temporary ban uh, covering many of the same countries uh, that this one does. Uh, did we learn anything from that? Because they it, it has since ended, right?
1: Yeah, I think Canada should, should look to the U.S. as a, an example of lessons learned. The U.S., when it announced this temporary ban, it was very clear that this was not Um, A full stop permanent measure It was something that would be in place for a period of time until they figured out the best way to respond to the threat of dog rabies. And what the U.S. did was, uh, you know, ensure vaccine certificates, ensure blood antibody tests were done, and uh, in some cases requires a period of quarantine. So the reason that Canada would not move in a similar direction as our largest trading partner with whom we share a border is uh, it's really a mystery to me.
0: What what do you think lies behind it then? I mean, there must be some hypotheses as to why we would take such drastic action when the Americans did the same and then let it lapse right in June, as you were mentioning. Um, Why would we decide to do this now?
1: Well, it's simply the easy way out is is what I suspect. Um, You know, you could go through the paperwork and the bureaucracy of developing these other measures like blood antibody tests. Um, which I will add are, are not, it's not inexpensive and not easy to get, but there's something the dog rescue communities would be prepared to do. Um, you know, So I think the government thought, well, a full-on ban would be the simplest solution here. And instead of working collaboratively and consulting in advance with dog rescue groups, they've simply taken this straightforward path that works for them, but condemns potentially thousands of dogs to die.
0: You've had interactions with them since this all started. What have they been saying?
1: You know, very little. Um, it's, it's been, you know, pretty much a wall of silence from the CFIA. Their public communications, um, you know, on Twitter and social media suggest that they just are wanting to promote this idea that we should take dog rabies very seriously. But uh, I have not really seen them comment on this ban, nor have I seen any uh, of the agriculture or health minister accept responsibility for this either.
0: We have heard from some experts recently saying it was a better to be safe than sorry. But uh, just to be clear, for so listeners understand, dogs who enter this country, rescues that enter this country now already are subjected to, I would imagine, a fair amount of testing to make sure that they don't have rabies and aren't bringing rabies into the country. Uh, one of the reasons why we don't have any cases, I would think.
1: Yeah, so dogs, you know, Canada has has long had the policy that dogs have to be vaccinated against rabies, and that's, of course, appropriate, and everyone thinks that's very important. Uh, There were two cases that came in in 2021, apparently. Um, We don't know all the details about those cases, but, um, you know, obviously that's a concern. So obviously the government and the CFIA should do something about that. But the question is just what policy measures they use to accomplish that, and what they're communicating to the public about why they need to take these measures. Um, I think the, the implication, and the government has never come out and said this directly, um, sometimes it has veterinarians you know stand up and, and say this a little bit on their behalf, but I haven't heard the government say this. but the implication seems to be that there is vaccine fraud, that vaccines aren't being properly administered in these countries, and that's what creates the rabies risk, even if a vaccine certificate does exist, it might not be a valid one. So uh, you know I would appreciate some honesty from the government if that's their concern, and some proposals for policy solutions they can take to eradicate that concern. And the one that I would propose and the dog rescue communities agree with, is uh, blood antibody tests. You know, we're two and a half years into a pandemic. We all know so much more about communicable diseases than we did before. And I think most of us now understand that you can test blood for antibodies to see someone's level of immunity for a disease. And if dogs have developed antibodies uh, for the rabies virus, they're assured that they're not going to get it. So it's, you know, virtually 100% fail safe
0: is fraud a concern? I mean, has it been a concern in the past? Are, are people bending the rules? And if so, you know, you would think why throw out the good with the bad, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have no firsthand information to suggest that a concern. The government has never um, provided evidence of it being a concern publicly. They've never um, stated to a case, you know, stated the case publicly and said, this is where vaccine fraud happened. So we're sort of left speculating that this must be their concern because they won't, um, you know, come out and, and, and say it publicly. So, you, you know, if, if it is a concern, and I accept it could be, um, I think what everyone wants to see is it addressed in a way that doesn't, as you said, throw the baby out with the bathwater.
0: I suppose if, if those closest to this issue don't know the reasoning behind it, then the rest of us are in the dark here too. Do you have any recourse?
1: Well, Animal Justice and Soy Dog Canada, which rescues dogs from Thailand, and a group called the Rescue Dogs Advocacy Coalition, we've just filed a complaint, a regulatory complaint actually, with the CFIA's Complaints and Appeals Office. And this is a body that hears complaints about unfair treatment or improper policies or regulations produced by the CFIA. And so we've pointed out to them why this ban is completely unscientific. Um, does not need to be in place and was implemented without any consultation with the affected organizations and individuals who are doing this work so we're hopeful that cooler heads will prevail and the cfa might reverse course
0: will that take time though i mean in the meantime uh this is this band doesn't have unlike the american one this band does not have a time limit on it is that right
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, obviously, the situation is is desperate for dogs every single day in many countries around the world. So frankly, they don't have a lot of time, which is why I think everyone is so upset about this. You know, I, I can tell you. In my years of working on animal protection issues, this issue has raised more public concern than almost any other one. We've received more emails and calls from the public about this than quite a few other issues that animal justice has worked on, which suggests to me that people aren't just going to sit back and accept the state of affairs. I think there's so many Canadians who've adopted loving dogs from uh, countries around the world and who really know uh, what it feels like to be able to offer a lifeline to a dog like that and how important that dog has become to their family. So I think the, the one thing that's inspiring to me about this is that Canadians really are opposing this and I think asking government to do better.
0: Or at least explain, at the very least, you know, offer a fulsome explanation of exactly why this sort of, you know, quite quite draconian measure was taken compared to something more middle of the ground.
1: You know, that would really help. I I think everyone agrees that rabies is a concern. And for the government simply to repeat the talking point that they're doing this to prevent rabies, um, you know, certainly may be true, but it's not helpful because they don't describe what objection they have to a blood antibody test that can assure rabies is not coming into the country.
0: Well, Camille Lapchuk, thanks so much for your time again. I appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you, Ben.